Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Hey, uh, we want to welcome everybody here today at Kingdom Living Ministries. Thank you for taking the time this morning to view our online ministry. Um, it, in, in light of all what's happening, just know that Jesus is still Lord. And we, his people, are relying on his blood to protect us. Um, claiming Psalm 91, a good scripture for you to read every day and even to confess over yourself and your children. So with that in mind, thank you for gathering around the television as well as around the computer, computers and around even the phones. However way you're looking at this, just know that this is an opportunity for you to grow in your faith. My, my assignment today is to encourage the saints to witness to the lost and, and to really help you, give you the tools that are necessary to be overcomers in this world. Isn't it, some, isn't it crazy times that we're living in? But how many know that God knew that this times, these times were going to come and that we can trust him as our provider, as our healer, as our sustainer, as our protector? And he's all of that and more. And so take this time to draw closer to God, and I'm going to minister to you the words of life. Go with me to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. I thank you for this opportunity to share with your people. I pray none of me but all of you. I pray that you'll think to my mind, speak to my lips. Give me the tongue of the learned that I may speak to them that are weary. Give me divine utterance. Father, may your anointing rest upon me like never before. And I pray that it will stretch through, these te te through the media, the television screen, the um, phone screen, however else you want to do it through SoundCloud. May you minister the word of God to people and strengthen them during this time in Jesus' name. Grant unto me your son, your slave, supernatural divine utterance, that I may boldly may know the mysteries of the gospel. Grant unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe. In Jesus' name, amen. So we've been talking about confession. The, um, our, our series is you are the prophet of your life or you are the prophet of your own life. And so say this after me. Say, I am the prophet of my own life. So this message was inspired by Kenneth Copeland. He has a, a series, actually 12 hours, I think it's 12 hours where he's preaching about being a prophet of your own life. And I just took a portion of that, um, not necessarily the content of what he said, but the, the title and used it and built upon. Uh, this is an uh, important message to the body of Christ about confession. The last two weeks, we've been talking about the business of confession, the business of confession. And I pray that you are applying those things. We actually, if you are part of this congregation or visiting, um, reincurring visiting guests, just know that you should have received a booklet, three booklets, one quantum faith, another God's creative power, and then the last one, calling things that are not. Those three books will inspire you and encourage you and challenge you to begin to confess the word. I pray that you've read all three books and it should take you no more than an hour 
in our soul to read all three and to apply those three books, put into practice, and specifically God's creative power will work for you. That little white book, uh, mini book, will actually, it actually towards the end has confessions of different areas from finances to health to relationship to wisdom and so forth. Uh, take some time to, to speak the word of God. It's a good book to start out with confession. And there's some key confessions in the one called Calling Things That Are Not, um, dealing with finances as well as health. I, I would encourage you to get that. I think there's two major confessions on the, those parts. With that said, I want to dive into Today we're going to talk about the master key to life. The master key to life. Your mouth is the master key to life. Your mouth is. God uses our mouths to establish his will on the earth. Our mouth is our authority upon the earth. So you think about the mouth. The mouth is, is so important. And the Bible, you know, has a lot to say between the mouth, the tongue, the lips, and so forth. And I want to encourage you to really pay attention to the, these ser this series as it relates to the confession of the believer. Now, I'm not saying that confession is everything. But confession is, is vital. And I haven't really preached about it as long as I've been in ministry. I've talked about it from time to time, but not really, really gave great explanation of the, the, the science and the method and, and how to confess and, and really to how do I employ this. And like I said before, most of my life I've used um, the principle of confession and faith, faith and confession to see the promises of God come. Come, the promises of God come to pass in my life. Our mouth has authority in three realms, heaven, earth, and hell. So the mouth is extremely important. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to James chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. James chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. I'm reading out of the English Standard Version. It says this, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, when it says my brothers, my brothers and sisters, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Let's read that again. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Well, what is James trying to say? James is the half-brother of Jesus. James grew up with Jesus. And so he has a lot to say in his epistle about the tongue about speaking, about faith. And so here from this passage, we see this one verse, we see that he's telling people not to so much admire the office of a teacher or to want to be able to communicate or be God's mouthpiece to God's people because with that comes a great responsibility. There is a, there's a gravity, um, a, a, wait, uh, a weightiness as it relates to being a mouthpiece from God, whether you are a teacher, a pastor, apostle, a prophet, or evangelist, the fivefold ministry, it comes with great responsibilities. We see a lot of times people are looking for opportunities to, to shine in the church. They want to be behind the pulpit. They want to be able to preach. But along with the desire to preach or to desire to teach or to shepherd or to speak God's words, to God's people comes the responsibility of that. 
that we're going to be as a teacher, as a teacher, I'm judged based on everything that I say, whether it was from the word of God and from the spirit of God, or whether it was from my own opinions, my own opinion or my own philosophy, or whether it's from the philosophy from the word of God. So here, James is saying, listen, not many of y'all should be teachers because come, what comes with that office comes with a, a, a weightiness and, and a greater judgment, King James says, I believe, greater condemnation. Many people should think twice before running into ministry. The, um, this, this verse is telling us that comes along with the ability to teach, comes to the greater judgment for those who are teachers. And so God is holding people who speak the word of God to the people of God with a higher level of accountability. Look at verse 2. Verse 2 says, For we all, we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, and also and able also to bridle his whole body. Let's put, say this again. For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body body. So we see from this verse that if you don't offend with your mouth, realize he just talked about being a teacher in the body of Christ or being a mouthpiece for God in the body of Christ. Verse two picks it up and says, if you don't stumble with your words or with your mouth, you are a perfect man. That word perfect does not, don't let that trip you up. That word perfect simply means a mature believer. Um, it's, it's amazing how the Bible describes a mature believer as compared to some of our churches, some of some believers look at what mature, spiritual mature individuals are. A spiritual mature person is a person who is able to control their mouth. An immature believer is a person who just speaks whatever comes to their mind. They speak out of their flesh, out of their feelings. They're in their feelings. But here... Paul uh, James is saying that we ought to um, just know that if you're able to not offend with your mouth, then you are really a mature person. Then he gives us insight into the mouth. He says, if you're able to bridle the tongue, and the word bridle simply means to harness or to control the tongue, then you're able to control the whole body. It's, it's a, it, it, it gives us insight into the, the power of the tongue. Reminds me of what we've been studying with the business of confession, Deuteronomy 8, I mean, excuse me, Proverbs 18, verse 21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so James has given us insight that our tongue or our mouth is the master key to our life. Think about a master key. All right. You, you have different keys for different things. Um, different keys will open up different doors, but a master key will open up all the doors. Um, it, it, it's, it, it's the, the king key, key. It's the key that unlocks everything else. And so I want to submit to you this morning that your mouth is the master key to your life, that that you may have some things going on in your life, but your mouth is the master key. It, it, it controls the entire life. 
what you say controls your entire life. And all that you've said yesterday is your reality today. And, and, and we have to be careful of what we say. We create our world today from what we said yesterday. And I want to even add to it what we did yesterday, um, the way that we believed yesterday, the way we acted yesterday, and, and most importantly, the way what we said yesterday. And so what you're doing today will determine your tomorrow, from your finances to your peace, to your joy, to your the raising of your kids or the influence of your grandkids or your marriage or your singleness. What you say today will control your life tomorrow. And so this the scripture tells us that the mouth, the tongue, uh, is able to bridle the whole body. And it goes on, verse 3, is if we put bits into the mouths of horses so they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a small rooter wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. So James is saying that this little small instrument is able to guide an entire ship. He's comparing the rooter to the tongue or to the mouth. Your mouth controls your entire not only your body, but your entire life. Now, in the scopes of, of that passage, we start out with James chapter 3, verse 1. It says, don't be so quick to be a mouthpiece for God because that mouthpiece controls the body. Let's look at it. The, the pastor, the, the evangelist, the, pa the, the uh, apostle, the, the prophet, the... Uh, it, they control the entire body of believers. So that's why <laughs> there's a greater responsibility for those, for those of us who are called into the fivefold ministry because we have the ability to control the entire body of Christ by what we teach. So it's important that we have right doctrine. It's important that we have right words that we're speaking, words of faith and words of life, and words that are from the Spirit. And so here, on a local level, on a smaller scale, on a smaller scale, James is saying that your mouth controls your body, and your mouth controls your life. Your tongue, your mouth, your lips control your life. So your mouth is the master key to your life. How many know that your mouth can control your appetite? If you say, I'm hungry, it, 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 it does something, right? It, it affects the way you feel. You can change your mood based on the words of your mouth. There is something, now many years there, there's been much say, much talk about positive speak, positive thinking. And I'm not against positive thinking. It's better than negative thinking. Trust and believe. There's some people who, who doubt, like everything is not positive. But, I, but it's better to think 
about God's things, God's words. God is always positive. He's negative. He's never negative. Even when he confronts us with our sins, it's not a negative thing. He provides a way for us to get free from our sins by confessing them. And so the tongue and the mouth, it, it, it is the master key to life. And you can change your mood. You can change your money. You can change your health by what you say. There was a, um, I did this many years ago when I was teaching at a community college. And I, for some reason, I would have these moments where I would talk about the power of words and in the class and or I would give them um, a life coach um, sessions right before I taught the particular subject that I was teaching. And I would tell them to speak, that, to tell them to say, I can do this. I can overcome. I can learn. And I, I showed a YouTube video of two different plants. One plant was, um, they spoke, um, they used profanity and they spoke down to the plant. And then the other plant, they spoke life and they talked about, they spoke all positive things to the plant. And it appeared about about 30 days, uh, you can see the difference of what the words actually did to the plants. Um, the one that was spoke was speak the um, the the plant where the words were spoken spoken positive words. You can see that that plant was living and there was life to it. That plant began to flourish. Then you see the negative words that were spoken to those plant that plant that plant began to to die and, and there was it was dying it was decline declining and so we see that even from a scientific situation that words have weight words have the ability to change things Jesus spoke using his words he spoke to animals I'm excuse me he spoke to to the ocean or the sea he spoke to dead people he spoke to plants and so we too have the ability to speak those things and so here, Paul, I mean, James says, I keep saying Paul, all right? Y'all got to chill, all right? I, I know I'm getting excited about these things, and I, I get overwhelmed. Um, not in a bad sense. I'm watching my confessions, right? <laughs> um, I, I get excited about sharing this because it's just so important, and it's changed my life. And so a couple, a couple of times I got tongue twisted, right? I, because I, I'm excited about it. I, I want you to get this. And I want you to begin to confess the word of God over your life because when you start seeing the fruit of it, you'll come back and say, thank you, PD. Thank you so much. Thank you for helping me to, to change my entire life by the words that I speak. Now, it's going to cost you work. It's going to cost you time. And it's going to cost you investment of you spending time to put that word in you so you can speak it. So James chapter 3, verse 2, James is telling us not to, to um, offend with our words, that our mouth reveals our spirituality, our, whether we mature or not. And if you're able to control your tongue, you're able to control your life, which eventually, ultimately controls your life. You control your body, then you control your life. Now, with that said, I got a few scriptures that I want to go through. And with these scriptures, I want you to think about the tongue. It either mention the tongue or the mouth or lips. First Peter, first Peter chapter three, verse 10. First Peter chapter three. Now, Peter actually picks this up from the Psalms. What he says in first Peter chapter three, verse 10. How many are y'all with me? Wave at me. I don't see you, but wave at the camera. I'm going to wave at the screen. 
Hey. All right, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10 says this. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, I don't know about you, but I want to love life. I don't want to be at a place where I hate life. I want to love life. God wants us to love life. So it says, for whoever desires to love life and see good days, I want to see good days. I want the rest of my days on earth to be good. And the Bible says, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. God has put before us life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life, good and evil. I want to see good days. I want to operate in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. I want the blessing upon my life. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. So if you desire to love life and to see good days, it tells you how. Let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So the scripture tells us if we want to love life and we want to see good days, we need to keep our tongue from evil. How do, how do you have an evil tongue? Profanity, that's evil. Speaking curses, that's evil. Gossiping, that's evil. Um, speaking negative words, words of doubt and unbelief. Those are evil things, right? And so here it says, let him keep his tongue from evil. Let him keep his tongue from evil. Let, let his lips, let him, let him keep his lips from speaking deceit. That means that if you have a lying problem, stop lying. Stop lying. This is to believers. As Christians, we, we shouldn't lie. It affects our faith. When we lie, it affects our faith in a negative sense. It affects our ability to believe God. Because when you lie, it's hard for you to believe that God doesn't lie. Let me say that again. When we lie, it's hard for us to believe that God doesn't lie. The mouth is the master key to life. But if you're speaking lies, it's hard for us to connect to the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, because we believe that God is just like us. In Numbers, it says that God is not a man that he should lie. The Bible also says in Romans, it says, let God be true, every man a liar. Let, let men be liars and let God be true. So make sure that we're not part of the categories, that category of liars. The Bible says in Revelation that all liars shall have their place in the lake of fire. Now, we know that that says more than just speaking lies and not telling the truth, but it also means denying Jesus and the Father, denying their oneness, denying their relationship, denying the divinity of Jesus, the humanity of Jesus, and the relationship with God the Father. That's a person that, that doesn't believe the Bible is a liar. And so we know that that has to do with that. But we need to depart from our mouth, depart from evil. So I challenge you to stop using profanity. I know there are Christians in this church who use profanity. Stop it. Just stop it. Make a quality decision right now to stop cussing.
Just say, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna allow those things to come out of my mouth. But instead, I'm gonna guard my mouth. I'm gonna protect my mouth because my mouth is the master key to life. I don't want anything coming out of my mouth that I don't that I want that I don't want to come to pass. Let me say it again. I don't want anything to come out of my mouth that I don't want to come to pass. So everything that I say, I want it to come to pass. So that kind of helps me to evaluate what I allow to come out of my mouth. I need to speak life to my life. I need to speak life to other people's lives. I need to speak life to other marriages, other couples, other kids. When you see a kid who's active, stop calling your kids bad. Oh, don't call that kid bad. Speak life. He's just active or she's active. Don't say bad. That's, we, don't, we don't call our kids bad. God doesn't call your kids bad. We need to speak life. Amen. So do not allow or guard your mouth from, from evil, evil talking, evil speaking, um, evil words. What's an evil word? When you deny God, when you say, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm, that's evil. Because you, you're saying that the stripes of Jesus is not enough. When you say, oh, I don't know how we're going to make it. That's evil. How's that evil, Pastor Dwayne? Because you're saying that God has not made provision for you. So don't, don't side against God, but side with God and says, you know what? We can overcome this. We are overcomers. We're going to overcome this financial famine. We're going to overcome the sickness and disease. Um, I declare, I, the other day on my Facebook, I quoted, um, I, I reposted William Murphy. And Bishop William Murphy down in Atlanta, the Dream Center, I think that's the name of his church. And he actually says that, say this confession out of me. And he says, um, I, I won't get sick, I will not get sick, and I won't go broke. I thought that was a great confession. Say this, I will not get sick, and I won't go broke. How many know that if they lay you off, God is able to provide for you, and will you, not miss a, you won't miss a beat? God is able and willing and desirous to not to make sure that you're taken well taken care of. Now is the time for you to feed upon your prosperity scriptures. Now is the time for you to feed upon your healing script, the healing scriptures. I'm telling you, I'm committed to it because if you don't, guess what? Who knew that this was coming? And you know, I've been talking about listening to healing scriptures constantly. Why? Why should I? Because the end, this, this is just the, a, a, a foreshadow of what's going to come in this world. We're in this world. We're not of it. So we don't have to participate in any depression or in a, any um, crash on the, the stock market crashing or anything or famine or, or sickness or disease. or It won't come nigh us. Now is the time for you to feed up your faith and trust God. All right. It goes on. It says, and, and his lips from speaking deceit. Now, that's just one scripture. Go, to, go with me to Colossians 4, Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. Y'all got me happy. I'm preaching. I only got a few more minutes, but I'm preaching. I know last time I preached about an hour and some change. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, it's going to be a short one today. Colossians chapter 4, verse 6 says this. And let your speech always be gracious Seasoned with salt, that you may know how to, that that you may know how you ought to answer each person. So you should pray for your your speech to be gracious, to be gracious. Lord, give me gracious speech. Season my words with salt. 
so that I may know how to answer every person. Go with me to Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. We're talking about the master key to life. The master key to life. Say, my mouth is the master key to my life. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as fit the occasion that it may, may give grace to those who hear. So let no corrupt, corrupting talk or communication proceed out of your mouth. We need to make sure we're not speaking corruptness. Give me an example. Well, you know profanity is corrupt, right? So that's one thing. Or spe speaking ill about somebody. Or speaking negative about somebody. Or, or, deter or um, dismantling their character. Uh, watching those things. This, this, and it, the next verse says, grieve not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is grieved when we talk about other people in a negative sense. The Holy Spirit is grieved by that. And we're really talking about our, ourselves when we talk about another brother and sister in Christ. What, what does this have to do with confession and you are the prophet of your own life? Very much so. It has everything to do with it. Because if you're going to become proficient in confessing the word of God, you must become proficient and not lying and not speaking deceit, not speaking evil, not allowing corrupting talk to come out of your mouth. Those things will hinder you becoming proficient in speaking and confessing the word of God. Now, let's go to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. We're talking about the master key to life. Your mouth is the master key. To life. Proverbs chapter 6, and let's look at verses 16 through 19. The, there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue. You know, God hates, he hates lying. A lying tongue. It goes on, it says, in hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, and feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. Let's look at it. So three of the things that the Lord really hates is a lying tongue, a false witness who breathes out lies, and a person who separates brothers and sisters in Christ. Our brothers and sisters who are natural, biological brothers and sisters, or friendships. Three of those things have to do with the mouth. So we need to guard against a lying tongue. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's tempting to lie. To lie on our taxes, tax season right now. To lie on our, in our, on our jobs. To lie on our even, I'm going I'm to I'm go there because <laughs> I'm a pastor and I can speak about money. But even to lie about tithing, um, there's, a, there's a little place, whether electronic giving or on an on a envelope, is God's tithe. And you put, you put down a number there, and if it's not a true tithe, you're lying. And we know from the scripture in the book of Acts where there, were a couple, there was a couple who lied about what they were giving to God. It's very important. We need to have a reverence to, to, to the Spirit of God. 
And, and even something as small as that can hinder your blessing. So whether or not, like you know whether or not you're tithing. I don't look at the tithing records. I don't know who's given, who's not given. I, I, I have a summary that comes up um, electronically and then also what the counters give, you know, tell me, oh, this is the amount of money that came in today. Um, you, you and I need to be careful about not lying when, when it comes to our giving. If it's a true tithe, make sure it's a true tithe. Don't lie about it because you're not, I'm not looking at that. Uh, I'm not seeing who's given, who's not given, but God sees that. And so if you're saying that it's a true tithe, you got to make sure it's, it's a true tithe. You know, now everybody's going to be scared. Oh, I'm just going to put on an offering. I don't want you to be afraid, but I want you to be sober-minded, um, have some type of sobriety as it relates to your giving that you're really being honest about. It. A lying tongue, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. I'm telling you, uh, something about strife. It's about, uh, about strife, about speaking negative words against the pastor, speaking the negative words against leadership, even, I'm going to tell you, this is going to hit home, even speaking negative words against President Trump. Yeah, I said it. President Trump. I think, I, I, you know, I don't necessarily agree with a lot of stuff that our president, what his decision and his words, but I'm not going to dishonor him because when I dishonor him, I'm dishonoring God. Well, give me scripture, Pastor Dwayne. Romans 13. Read it at your own leisure. Romans 13 talks about um, those who are in office is because God placed them there. Now, if we believe that, then God placed President Trump in office. Despite the fact that you, we agree with it or not, he placed them there, and we need to keep our mouths off of him and that office. Everybody, you know, some people, they, they preached against, uh, they, speak, they spoke against President Obama. He still, he still was our president. There needs to be an honor when it comes to men and women of God, officers, um, school teachers, um, people in offices, supervisors. It's unscriptural for us to gossip about our supervisors and our boss and the head boss. It's unscriptural. And you'll stop your blessing by speaking against those who are in authority over us. Listen. You're going to always have somebody in authority over you, whether you're at home, wives speaking against their husbands. You may not agree everything that your husband does, but he's still your husband. He's still the head of your house, whether he's saved or not saved. You chose him, and so therefore you're in covenant with him and God, and God expects you to honor your husbands. Now, the other side, well, what about the men? I'll get to that when I get to it. But the Bible talks about men being the head of their homes. And, and wives need to honor their husbands. You need to speak well of them. You need to honor them and, and honor their place of authority. God is the one who places a man over his wife. That doesn't mean that he's dominating over his wife or he's a dictator but he is responsible for that family. Likewise, you need to honor your pastor. You, need to not, you don't need to preach, you don't need to speak against me. I am, I'm, I am perfectly flawed, perfectly, I have a lot of flaws, and I'm not confessing that, it's just reality. I have a lot of flaws, but guess what? God gives me 
um, leaders, other people to help me to make up the difference. So don't preach or speak against me because the danger is not because I'm somebody, somebody special, which I am, but that you're speaking against God. Likewise, even when it comes to the president. So the next president, the next person that stands in the office, you may not like. The next person may be a straight up homosexual and we're still to honor them. Are you listening to me? I'm trying to prepare you for the blessings of the Lord, for you to operate under the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And whether or not that person that is over us is right or wrong, we're to honor them. We're to honor that daddy, that man who gave seed, who, who, who gave a sperm into your mom's. Uh, okay, you've got children watching. Okay, I hear my wife in my head. Okay, so anyway, that no good dad, guess what? We need to honor that person. We need to honor that mom that might have, might have abandoned us. They're still your mama. They're still your daddy, and we need to honor them, all right? I'm going to leave it like that. that it, it, I'm telling you, it's something about So one of the things that the Lord hates is he hates a, the one who, who sows discord among brothers. Be careful with this mouth. Be careful with this mouth making sure that you're not running your mouth, running down somebody, right? I, I'm very careful about running down another pastor. I'll I never forget somebody came up to me in, my, in this church that I serve, and they said, oh, you're not like other pastors. I know other pastors. They're horrible. And this pastor I was under, he was no good. I mean, just running down their former pastor. And I said to myself, if they can do that for that former pastor who they sat under for 20 years, what about me who they sat under for a month? No, and so I said, well, you need, we all need prayer. I told the young person, that young person that told me that, I said, we all need prayer. So pray for him. Don't sit there and run your mouth over on men and women of God. You'll get in trouble. I'm telling you, you'll get in trouble. You'll get in trouble. You who speak against your husband, you'll get in trouble. You who speak against your supervisor, you'll get in trouble. You who speak against the president will get in trouble. The governor will get in trouble. I'm telling you, watch your mouth. Confession is very important. And guess what? God, as you confess the word of God, God's going to deal with you about your mouth. Watch your mouth. Your mouth is the master key to life. And your mouth will cause blessings in your life or curses in your life based on what you say and what you say about who you say about and so forth. You got to watch what you say about people. It's very important. And husbands, be careful what you say to your wife. The Bible says in Colossians, don't, don't be harsh with your wives. And Peter goes on. Let's go over there real quick. I'm, I'm, my time is about ending, but, but, but the Spirit is talking to some of us about what we say about our bosses and the president and so forth. Don't call President Trump an idiot. Don't call, watch your mouth. It, you, don't have, you don't have the right to speak against someone in authority. Did you hear me? You don't have a right to speak to somebody who's in authority. When you do, you're speaking against God. This is a warning. The reason why things are not going right, you don't have no peace, it says those who desire life, right, <laughs> to have good days, will keep their mouth from evil and forsake a lying or deceiving tongue. 
I'm paraphrasing that. Let's go back to 1 Peter. Let's look at this. So it's not only, okay, the husbands, the wives need to be careful about their husbands speaking ill against their husbands. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7 says, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, so they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. So here, Paul, Peter flips it and says, okay, now why, husbands, you need to honor your wives. And when you speak ill against your wife, you, you're dishonoring the Lord, and you're going to cause your prayers to be hindered. I'm going to stop there. We're going to pick this up. There's going to be a part two of the master key to life. And I know we got Palm Sunday coming and we got Easter coming and so forth. And we'll we'll adjust accordingly. So um, th thank you for this opportunity. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you an application real quick. I'm going to give you four applications as it relates to this sermon. And we'll pick it up next week. Here are the applications. One, pray for a revelation of the power of the tongue. Pray for a revelation of the power of the tongue. That's one. Number two. Guard your ears. Guard your ears. Guard your ears. Number three, guard your mouth. Guard your mouth. And last but not least, speak God's word on purpose daily. Speak God's word on purpose daily. One, pray for a revelation of the power of the tongue. Two, guard your ears. Three, guard your mouth. Four, speak God's word on purpose daily. We'll continue this next week. Um, at this time, I want to give you an opportunity to, to make Jesus the Lord of your life. If you're not born again and you would like to receive Christ as your Savior, I want you to be bold and brave enough to raise your hand and say, that's me. I don't see you, but God sees you. And say, hey, I want to receive Christ or rededicate my life to Christ. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And you can receive Christ by believing in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. And you confess with your mouth the Lordship of Jesus and you'll be saved. If you want to receive Christ, I want you to pray this prayer after me, meaning it with your heart. There's no magic in the prayers, but there's only faith in God. Say, Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. I'm asking you to forgive me. I confess that I need Jesus. I believe in my heart that God raised Christ from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Grand Cocos, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.